Hello, everyone, and welcome to Book Events, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. And with me, as always, is the walking condominium, Anthony Hall. What the hell? Who was the walking condominium? What a ridiculous name. Okay, I'm going to give you I'll give you a couple of hints. Um, I'm guessing they were large. uh, Yes, they're a big man. They're from the oh. 80s. They're from a condo? No. Uh, They're a big oh. guy from the 80s. Who were the big, big boys in the 80s and early 90s? Andre the Giant. No. Vader. No. <sighs> okay. <laughs> King Kong Bundy. Yeah, okay. King Kong Bundy. The walking condominium. Jesus Christ. He was like the he was the big big man before uh Andre showed up. And uh Hogan had a great match against King Kong Bundy. I think he was one of the early WrestleManias. And then I think I don't know if Undertaker ever faced him, but yeah. I saw I saw that and I went, that's a great one. I love it. Cause because King Kong Bundy was huge. He wasn't Andre the Giant huge, but he was like like he wasn't a giant. That's right, the thing. It right, was like, right. it yeah, was like yeah, yeah. he didn't have that he didn't he wasn't technically labeled sorry, scientifically labeled a giant. He was just a gi- huge man. <laughs> King Kong Bundy. Oh yeah, just a just some classic uh black singlet action. Oh just yeah. Stepping over the old man here, the walking condominium, the condos suffocating America and all real estate <laughs> walking condominiums just smashing the American dream. Not the American dream. American. <laughs> the American dream, of course. Jesse Rhodes. But besides being big men we got a fantastic episode for you today we got a- <laughs> what an aggressive segue besides being big men we have a fantastic episode yes we got- speaking of here here's an aggressive segue speaking of big men speaking of condominiums and housing uh at the time of recording uh this is a, the day after nxt in your house oh, okay. and some of you live in condominiums um i live in an apartment building i thought you were gonna mo- bring i thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna relate to uh the housing market <laughs> exploding right now no uh yeah we got a, we got a fantastic episode for you today um, we got a fun little dream, not necessarily a match, but more of dream booking uh, when it comes to the black and gold brand. But before we get into that, yes. uh, if you enjoy what we do here on the podcast, please follow, subscribe to it on whatever platform you get your podcast from or come watch the video version on our YouTube um, so you can check out our lovely faces. And also, please follow the podcast on Twitter at Book events pod. So you can follow along with our live tweets, our uh, questions that we ask the wrestling community, um, and uh, our wrestling memes that pop up from time to time. So. Yeah. And when wrestling journalists uh, comment <laughs> on things, wrestling journalists who don't let people comment on their posts unless they follow them because they're such good journalists. <laughs> I was doing things with my fingers that are disrespectful. We were, we were, we, we, yeah, we've had some fun times talking to, yeah, yeah, no, the dirt sheets are hit or miss sometimes. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) some of our fun times are hit or miss, but, uh, you know, shouts out to you, all of you wrestling journalists. (laughs) We've clearly struck a chord. Um, uh, yes. but anyways, so this episode, like Anthony sort of mentioned, uh, we're recording this, uh, the day before we upload, which only happens from time to time when things scheduling and whatnot happens and, and we get delayed. But, uh, 
Anthony came up with this idea based off of la- what happened last night at NXT TakeOver in your house. Uh, great show. We'll just yes. sit, quickly comment. Great show. Great matches. Mm-hmm. Loved. Yeah. Uh, we're going to spoil it just so you were aware. So suck it. Uh, yeah, no. spoilers <laughs> incoming. Um, this this is coming out on Tuesday. You've had two full days to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what uh, I love that. Uh, La Knight is in, is the million dollar champion now. Yeah, that's great for his character. And well, I'm, I'm excited to see what carries on with that storyline. Yeah, uh, and because we were talking about this earlier, and you're and you're like, well, I was Marty was saying that. LA Knight needed the million dollar uh, belt because he doesn't really have a character. And I could not really describe his character either. Um, it's a um, guy who is kind of an asshole who says his name like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is my name. <laughs> it's that it's that sort of like pure athlete. Oh, it's not even like pure athlete. It's it's that it's that persona of like, I am a wrestler sweet um <laughs> and yeah, I, I think, say my name like this <laughs> i think he i think he did desperately need something to just give him a little boost so and i think the million dollar championship is great uh yeah. the main event was crazy yes um that fatal five way was absolutely nuts um i was half expecting something to happen or someone to show up in that but the cliffhanger we got instead was mm. something that Anthony was actually confused about, and I had to explain it to him because you've missed mm. the last couple of weeks of NXT. I have, yes. <laughs> so the last couple of weeks of NXT uh, have been chaotic, to say the least. I mean, Adam Cole coming through and just brutalizing everyone to challenge Karrion Cross, and then that leading to them all fighting each other and 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 uh, fatal five way uh, uh, wrestlers fighting in the back just attacking each other uh tons of chaos and william regal not thinking he has any more control over nxt as the general manager Mm. and at the end of nxt in your house he uh mackenzie mitchell runs up to him uh saying uh uh what what did you think of uh in your house uh and he's and he walks away uh saying uh, I've been general manager for seven years and I haven't seen this much chaos. I think there is time there is there's needed for time. What am I saying? It's time for needed change. <laughs> and what does that mean? There's been a lot of speculation. What does over that mean? I don't know. There's been a, there's been a lot of speculation rumors from wrestling journalists <laughs> about, <laughs> journalists. <laughs> about about can you move the microphone a little uh, bit away from your I mouth never listen to this podcast yeah because when you I'm say yelling, wrestling I'm yelling about wrestling yeah, when you say wrestling journalists it's just, journalists. It's just blowing out <laughs> um but yeah. there's been a lot of speculation of is he retiring will someone take his place rumors of who that might be and so anthony came up with this idea of uh well you can explain it yes okay so we have been hearing from the dirt sheets and the wrestling journalists and other people covering this fictional sport that maybe samoa joe will be uh resuming uh, his contract with the WWE and be placed in a special role in the, the black and gold brand as the GM replacing Mr. Regal himself. That, I don't like that picture. I don't like that picture. It's, it's if you're watching the video version, creepy. you will see a very smug looking man, a very smug looking Mr. William Regal. He looks like uh, he's about- saying he looks like he's he just said, you've been a bad boy. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to give you a couple biscuits and a spanking with some brass knuckles that I have hidden in my tights uh, in my in under my balls. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, let's get back anyway, on. Track all right, here. we're a little loopy today. Mr. William Regal <laughs> stares into your souls. 
But Anthony, um, okay, I thought, so, but, but Anthony, I thought that Samoa Joe got released. Well, he got he got released. All right. And there have other there have been other talents that have been released over the course of uh, the pandemic in these last couple of years with the WWE trying to increase their profits for possibly a sale or something that the journalists and dirt sheets are reporting. Um but I thought to myself, like, if Joe, the Samoa Joe, is taking over uh, as the NXT GM from Missa Regal himself, um, what other released talent would be interesting as NXT GM? So I pose this question to you, Marty. Who do you think would be the most uh, interesting slash good uh, NXT GM out of uh, released talent from the last couple of years? And who do you think would be an absolute wild card, a surprise possibly um, when it comes to a potential candidate for NXT GM? Well, so I think I, I think a good thing to start is like, you know, personally, I don't think it's tricky. I don't want to see Regal go because I think I think that WWE has like they took away general managers from Raw and SmackDown because it was, it was such a weird like if you think back to it, it was such a weird time because this is where uh, viewership started to decline. And they did this whole thing in 2017, 2018, I forget when, where they were like, we we hear you. You want change. You will be the general managers. And they did that whole thing where like, we're getting rid of <laughs> instant rematches. We're getting rid of like they said all this stuff where they're like, we're going to get rid of all this stuff. And one of those was general managers. And at the time it was Paige was SmackDown GM and Kurt Angle was Raw GM. Um, and right, they right. both, and they both, uh, like that was Paige's final, like last thing in the WWE for now, but right. Um, and then Kurt Angle went on his like retirement, uh, thing to WrestleMania to face Baron Corbin, <laughs> but and lose. Oh yeah. But, uh, but Regal, they kept the GM of nxt and and i think that regal has been one of the best uh modern day general managers um, yeah and i i think to kind of i don't want to see you on your yeah to continue on your point i think the reason why regal has been like such a good um gm character is that he hasn't like forced himself necessarily in any exactly. storylines like i think he legitimately acts as a authority figure that doesn't alter or manipulate things for their personal gain like he just cares about the brand and the safety of the talent and that everything is fair and reasonable which is why he'll always come out and you know be like you two are facing each other next week and this match and this match and yeah. he'll book things because he gives people opportunity and he helps set up bigger matches like his famous catchphrase. War games. War games. War games. <laughs> War games. Um, and I mean, like now on Raw and SmackDown, you have Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. And like they say like WWE officials, but like they're basically like general managers. But it's just a different sort of yeah. take on it. And I, and I think it's because they're like, oh, let's uh, we need like an authority. I I know that there's a lot of people who hate authority figures, but like I think if it's done right, then it's good. And I think Regal is the best mm -hmm. example of like what an authority figure in wrestling should be, where it's just like unbiased. Yes. But authoritative to the wrestlers so that they can't just get completely out of control. Yes. Um, but also like like uh someone to introduce matches and and book them just like you said and and be that sort of like final decision factor but yeah we don't want to see regal leave i personally think maybe mm. he'll get like an enforcer or maybe this is like a turn for regal and 
uh, and maybe he's going to bring in a new f faction. I mean, they've been teasing Diamond Mine for a while, and I don't know if like they'll come in as like a faction to kind of be like maybe Regal's like version of Three Minute Warning. If you remember Three Minute Warning, I don't know what that is. Please explain. Uh, <laughs> that was when Eric Bischoff was general manager of Raw, and he had uh, it was Rosie Umaga before. RIP again. Umaga before he was uh, Umaga, but he was um, I forget his ring name before the hand. But it was those two, and when <laughs> and and it was this idea that like uh, if Eric Bischoff didn't like what was going on, he'd give the wrestlers a three minute warning, and those two big dudes would come out and beat the shit out of whoever <laughs> whoever um was causing trouble or whoever Eric Bischoff. I mean, Eric Bischoff was a heel and so he they'd just yeah. beat up whoever he wanted. But like, I'm thinking like maybe three, maybe like diamond mine could be like the like security or something of NXT, but maybe oh, that's just like, I see. Maybe that's just like too dumb and, or, and maybe, maybe that then goes too far into like the uh, general manager having too much control, you know, but Right. Maybe maybe it is that he's like maybe there needs to be a change and maybe there does need to be a new general manager but or maybe it's like he's going to bring someone in as like a protege or like as an enforcer to be the person that like puts everyone gets everyone back in line maybe so Ooh that um, that's interesting that is very that is very what, interesting what we might as well before we mention like other people, we might as well just quickly touch on like, why do you think Samoa Joe would be a great general manager? Mm, this is really a tough question, Marty, because I don't know that his current character suits being a general manager. But if we look but what back is, at but what's his current character body of work. What's his current, his current character? character is injured commentate is injured man <laughs> on commentator commentating. Um, uh, so injured man, uh, as commentator probably, um, is not the best authority figure, but if we go back and we're like, Oh, what is Joe good at? Well, he's an intimidating man. He cuts good promos. He, uh, is a big, like, I don't know. He's a charismatic man. Uh, I think like he's someone who cannot be fucked around with. So all putting all those things together, you're like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, so I think he'll cut good promos. I think he'll he'll make sensible bookings and he won't be easily swayed. I don't think he'll be someone who is a pushover of a general manager like uh, some of our previous favorites. Well, I think I think it's also that like William Regal, like I think the problem that faces that they've kind of been building on also is like. You have um, someone like Johnny Gargano who over the past couple months, whenever anything isn't going his way, he'll go to Regal and he'll be like, he'll call him like old man and like not push, not physically push him around. No one's ever done that except for Adam Cole did push him one time. Yeah. Um, yes. But uh, I think Joe would be that sort of younger, like you said, intimidating person where it's like, if you if someone like steps up to him or tries to think that they can do anything, he'll just put him in a coquina clutch and choke him out. So yeah. Joe can still go or, or just like, yeah. Yeah. Or just like be very swift with the repercussions of yeah. whatever um, this chaos in, uh, would bring. And it would give new personality to that role. And be like a new direction in terms of how like it, it like I think it would just reset the sort of chaos that's been happening lately and like bring it back to a bit more ordered rivalries and matches mm. so and then you can get some good storylines out of him especially the with like his previous NXT history and stuff like that so um yeah, I think I think it's more or less that Joe is like a good modern, like younger version of Regal. Yeah, you could you could definitely find parallels in their personalities. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I think like since they both had such sort of illustrious in in ring careers, it's it's easy for in kayfabe at least for wrestlers to be like, oh yeah, I respect this guy because he was yeah. good. He was scary. He was tough. And um, yeah. um although you know still want to see Joe wrestle. So but but like you yeah. then proposed to us who else that has been recently released would be uh an interesting choice. And well yes you touched on it when we were before we started recording. Alistair Black. Oh yeah. I mean of course, this is just a, a, a crazy fairy oh, tale these fantasy are, booking of Alistair Black. All these Black. are crazy, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> well, except for mine could mine could be reasonable. My, the one that I'm pitching uh, legitimately, I think if this person excels in their role in uh, the WWE and they decide they want to be an on-air talent again, I think this person could be a fun replacement GM in NXT. However, yeah, like Alistair Black, yeah, he's probably not coming back. And no. um, yeah, like what would it be like, though, if he did come back and he was a GM? It would be crazy. I would I, I would think he would want to bring some some more darkness to the brand, some more grit. Well, NXT has been the grittier of the three brands. That's um, true. Just with I mean, you can see like with the music choices and the graphics and stuff, you see Triple H's. Uh, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? His influence, influence, yeah, his influence on NXT in terms of its look and stuff, and uh, I think Black very much lends to that in many ways, and obviously yeah. because Black came through NXT and and he was a perfect fit. I think him coming in as a general manager, one would terrify a lot of the talent. I think mm. that would be cool because then you mm. have people who have been there and have faced them like Adam Cole, like Johnny Gargano, um, like Tommaso Ciampa, uh, who then like think that they can step up to him, but then like it's that thing of I don't think there would be anyone stupid enough to try. Yeah. Um, maybe some of the greener guys, like maybe something like an LA Knight or a Cameron Grimes, and then they just get black masked and knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> but and also think, imagine the reveal, Marty, of like, oh, your new NXT GM, and then it's just Oh, like, and then he does the He does the coffin raise again. That'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. Bring that back. Bring back the dental chair, baby. I think uh, I think black would just be an interesting choice because it's that thing of like a younger person. He clearly isn't. His character was never one of like. He was in that gray zone where he wasn't really a baby face and he wasn't really a heel. He did what he wanted. At he was times that, he was a baby face. There's yeah, it's kind of like depending like few to few. There was like just there are certain alignments that were like either like a little bit left of center or right of center. Yeah. Depending think, on who he is against. I think it was more and not instead of baby faces that he's clearly like the good guy, but like his mm. good is like a not an anti-hero, but in that way of Chaot not chaotic neutral. Yes. No, I'd say <laughs> uh I'd say more like lawful neutral if we're going to get into and we're going to get into DM. Uh, well, more of like he's not chaotic because he's not. He might actually be true neutral, honestly. <laughs> but, oh, interesting. But I would say lawful because, oh, God, this is so nerdy. Oh, we should do a whole episode where we try to pick. Uh, we try to do wrestlers and pick their alignments. <laughs> They're yes. D&D alignments. That'd yes. be so funny. Hello, um, hello, Brandon Cutler of AEW. If you're oh, interested in guessing on this episode where yes. we create, uh, where we do the AEW roster and their their alignments of D&D, please. Oh, we should do respond, that. Respond to our uh, our tweet that we will eventually send, send you. Everyone <laughs> listening to this, please tweet Brandon Cutler yeah. and tell him to come on to Book It Vince so we can 
fantasy book what every aw character's a dnd alignment would be that's so yes, good yeah that's great okay but i i'm saying i would say lawful more in the sense that like it's not that he doesn't follow the rules but he has a certain code of, code to himself mm. um because he's not chaotic he doesn't just do whatever he wants he's very much like kind of follows the same mentality um, through every match and whoever he faces, it doesn't matter if he faces a good guy or a bad guy. So, but, and so I think he would lend that to being a general manager where it's like, he doesn't have preferences, um, but, but he swiftly will deal out punishment. Yes. And the punishment will be severe. So I think, I think that would be quite interesting. Yeah, and I just think like the the match types maybe that Alistair Black could get away with booking, uh, especially if they were like a little bit out there and crazy, would be awesome. Like we maybe we mm-hmm. would get a, a barbed wire match back in uh, you know the old NXT. Who do you think okay. would be a good general manager instead of like we're gonna do wild cards? Okay, hear me out. Last, but. After, yeah, we'll do we'll do our, our crazy ones after. But okay, hear me out on this one. So um, I don't know. I, I feel like I've talked about this before. But as you know, one of my all time favorite tag teams uh, in recent history has come from the NXT brand and unfortunately oh. did not have a super long run in on the main roster just because of poor booking and unfortunately an injury to one of its members. I know what you're Kurt, talking about. Kurt Angle's son, Jason Jordan. <laughs> You had to say that. <laughs> I had to say it. So to follow in his father's footsteps, he moves on from his role as a WWE uh, producer slash program man, which he's presently, I believe, doing. Mm-hmm. And he gets to be an he wants to be an on air talent again. So they they let him be NXT GM. And I think to make it even more juicy, because. Um, Chad Gable hasn't had the best main roster run and he said, you know, shorty G and like the stuff he's doing now is like kind of interesting. Um, the thing is the, thing but, is, the stuff he's doing now for a side tangent, the stuff he's doing now with Tuck or sorry, not Tucker with Otis um, is like basically just like it feels like an offshoot of American Alpha. Because it's like, yeah, that sort of like pro athlete sort of thing. And now he's just like, he's like the instructor to Otis. But it's like, you could have had that as like a good heel tag team with American Alpha if Jordan could still wrestle. But yeah. But imagine if then Jason Jordan was like, I want to rebuild the NXT tag division. And I want to give my my brother, my good friend, a chance to get that belt in a place where he feels like the most at home where he was great. So they bring the alpha Academy or whatever the fuck they're called. Now uh, they bring, so he brings Otis and Chad Gable to be like his three minute warning. Now that I know what that is, (laughs) Um, (laughs) he brings them as their three minute warning, like his enforcers. And he like, he, uh, he starts as a very uh, reasonable and neutral GM, but then you you start to see that he is like trying to sort of manipulate the tag division so that Gable and Otis can get to the top rather quickly. And he can do very goofy things with them, um, like strong men competitions to like uh, try to get them to the number one contender, uh, place faster um and and try to get them to qualify faster and just do like olympian events but also i think jason jordan would be good because nxt fans know who he is and and it would be good to just see him again like i I know he wasn't the best on the mic or anything they threw him so quickly into the spotlight yeah it was way too much but I think like now that he's been away for a while, he, he could be a good figure. And also in like Southpaw regional wrestling, those short vignettes when they all played very ridiculous characters, he was very funny. So I think he has a lot of potential to be a good GM um, while also 
playing with this fun storyline of like trying to rebuild Chad Gable. Like you po- mm-hmm. you possibly get him like just randomly inserting Gable into a triple threat for like the NXT championship. And it's like, what? No, why? <laughs> I think I think I think that yeah. Okay. Jordan Jason Jordan would be I yeah, I think he like you said, he kind of started out as like a babyface general manager. Mm-hmm. where he's just kind of being strategic about it but then it's like it's that thing of like he's young a lot of the veterans might push him around and he kind of like you see like his mean side come out and i think then bringing i think what he would add is like adding to this idea of like that nxt is like the real like like i don't know how to describe it it's like uh he would bring this idea to NXT that like it's where the true professional wrestling takes place. Like the like this is the yeah the athletic brand. Like this is where the real like workers are. This is where true wrestling takes place. Um yeah, I think it would be like this is less sports entertainment and more sports. Mm-hmm. Um and and where the the hard hitting stiff wrestling happens. And I mean it already is that. But with Jason Jordan, I think you add some like legitimacy to the to the GM position. It's it is a change. It would be a big change. I think you'd see a big change in how certain people would be booked as well and how involved Jason Jordan would be in certain feuds, especially if he brings the Alpha Academy with him as I think that uh, meat. I think that if then he brought down Maybe not necessarily Otis, but like if he brought down um, Chad Gable and Chad Gable gets a run in the North American title. Oh, that's nice, too. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, it'd be a really great fit. And just like this is just my forever fantasy, uh, my reclamation project of rebuilding Chad Gable because I really like him as a wrestler. I think he's great. He's an (laughs) an incredible wrestler. And he literally is he's one of the examples of. Uh, even though lately it's been sort of the like final nail in the coffin of wrestlers getting released, but he is the definition of like uh, use every minute that you have on screen. Uh, yeah. The best that you can. Um, and I say that I'm surprised because... he's actually, I'm surprised well, he lasted though. I mean, I know I, yeah. I started to interrupt, but it's just like, I it's, it's insane that like everybody has been like, Oh, what the hell is Chad Gable doing? He's, he endured quite possibly one of the worst gimmicks in WWE recent history, <laughs> Shorty yeah. G. And they didn't release him and he's still there. Like, and, yeah. you know, I think maybe it's maybe he's a company guy like Miz and he's he does everything they need him to do. And yeah, whatever. I, I respect that. I mean, he I think he's really good. But as some wrestling journalists uh, would say, mainly the biggest one, Big Money Melts, Big Money Melts thinks that gable would be really good in japan and i agree mm-hmm. no he is an incredible athlete but yeah jason jordan it'd be interesting it, w- it would be interesting especially since he's so heavily involved in the backstage stuff it's just like it would be a surprise uh yeah. for sure and then letting him at least be more involved in like what is comparably you know or, or very apparent a the the brand with the most pure wrestling athleticism and mm-hmm. uh just the better show <laughs> so, sorry um i think it, it, not diving into wild cards yet it would be very interesting about um zelina vega coming yeah. back that would be really interesting. Yeah. I don't know how <sighs> the tricky thing is like she is a great on camera personality. She's a great talker. Uh, like all mm-hmm. that would be super interesting. It, it's the question of how would she get control of if this whole thing is like that NXT is out of control. How would she get NXT into in control? Um, right. I kind of forgot about the whole NXT being chaotic thing. Because uh, yes. Vega, like she was reportedly, you know, uh, 
re in, in in renegotiations with WWE and and had been seen at the PC. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like, well, is she gonna come back as a wrestler or as a manager of someone or what? Um, I think that I think no matter what, if Zelina Vega came came back in any way, she'd be the perfect fit to be some sort of attachment or uh or or improvement to Legado del Fantasma. I think that'd be crazy. Is like you have a women's wrestler, e- even if she's just like a wrestler wrestler, um, and she's comes back as attached to them and be and like try vibes for like the NXT women's mm. championship. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but as a GM, I think that she'd be very stern. She'd be very, uh, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? I think she'd be forceful just in the sense of like, you can't intimidate her. And even the women would probably try to, but like they could play her up really, really big as like, I don't care what you say. And I don't care how small I am. I'm ruthless. Like that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. I think like it to go off of her previous personality that she uh, embodied in her run in NXT and in the, on the main roster, like she's a pretty fiery and hot headed individual, lots of yelling, lots of face to face confrontations, no matter the size of the person that face to face confrontation is happening with. Um, and I think if we're going to continue to bring in like enforcers with these people to sort of maintain control of NXT, having Legato be her enforcers would okay. be great. Yeah. But also you're saying something you're, you're about to say something. What, what is it? I was about to say authors of pain. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. AOP, AOP coming back to, to just stand side by side. And then Selena yeah. Vega just like, being yeah. in the middle exactly as soon as you said like as soon as you said like enforcers i just went one that would be a cool new return um yeah. for them um or maybe that could be the introduction of the dynam- diamond mind or whatever but i think i think that'd be yeah she definitely would need some sort of enforcer i, I the problem is like when you bring in a character that is clearly like, I think that's why Joe makes a lot more logical sense than a lot of other people to be a GM is because he can ride that middle of the road, like good guy, bad guy, like Regal mm-hmm. can. Um, mm-hmm. uh, while a lot of other people would be more one side, like Selena Vega would be more of a heel general manager. Um, right. But yeah, I think she would need some, some form of like enforcer to, help her visually that to me looks so funny like knowing the real life height um and what Zelina looks like on screen next to other like talent especially like the bigger male talent and having her paired with AOP is so funny like it's just like that'd be these two skyscrapers of human beings and just like Zelina like in a little power suit like just like being like mm. yeah <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> um is there anyone that you kind of that you could see being like, oh, that would be interesting? Or do you want to move to uh, the the wild cards? Yeah, of, of course. Of course, like um, we can just do a couple of just names that I think would be uh, kind of funny that aren't necessarily my wild card. But like uh, GM GM Mojo. I love fantasy booking with my guy Mojo. Um, he would be <laughs> hilarious. He would be it, hilarious. It would be it's like I think like if you brought his like get hype personality pers- mm. like back and like just trying so hard to get everybody excited, um, and then booking like uh, just like big beefy football players and like. Uh, ex-athletes to just body people uh like if he like latched onto like riddick moss as his champion and it was like let's go <laughs> riddick i forgot <laughs> like, that, that would I be f- pretty funny i forgot riddick moss was still in the wwe <laughs> I thought he- <laughs> is is he i i really don't know I'm but pretty um, sure he is i don't think I he think was he, ever in- released <laughs> 
That's funny. You know, thank good. Thank God. Thank God. Because <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of entertaining. And um, I, I, I never want to wish uh, anybody uh, get released. I, I want everybody to have jobs. I want WWE to stop being greedy. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm talking to you, uh, business uh, president Nick Khan. <laughs> stop being so greedy, brother. Pay, pay the wrestlers. Fight Tony Khan. Do it. Yeah, if you, have, if you have the ball, <laughs> yeah, Showtime will buy that contract, and then uh, you'll get a cool exhibition boxing match. Con um, <laughs> versus Con. I mean, it writes and itself. Yeah, it does. It does. Fantasy right. booking Nick Con versus Tony Con is now this episode. <laughs> so um, I think it's time to go with our wild cards. Yes. Yes. So it is wild card time. So okay. And do you want to start, Marty? Yeah, sure. Here's my wild card. I kind of did a, a Freudian slip earlier. Be- and I mentioned someone because I was thinking of someone else for this moment. Tucker. Oh no, no, no. I accidentally said Tucker when I was trying to say Otis because I was thinking like, oh, that'll be a great wild card pick is is Tucker is comes in as general manager. Explain yourself. And you just get explain why. They they're like, oh, we need to get control over NXT. And then and then Regal thinks, oh, I know, I'll bring the perfect person in. And he brings in Tucker. And then it just gets even more chaotic and everyone steps over him even more. And he becomes an absolute joke. <laughs> and then he just like fights everybody because that because he's like, oh, I was released as an in-ring talent, but I'm the manager. I can technically do whatever I want and have uh, no repercussions or consequences. Oh it's more God. of just a wild card pick in the sense that like it would be absolutely ridiculous. It'd be like it'd be the most what <laughs> reaction of and and Regal's standing in the ring and he's like, and I'm introducing the new and that's such a bad accent. <laughs> do it, do it. We're the kings of bad accents here. Well, no, Regal uh, has more of a posh accent, unless he says war games. Um yeah. he's like he's more like, I'm here to introduce the new I'd like to announce my retirement as the new oh. NXT, as the NXT general manager, and I'd like to introduce the new general manager who will be t- replacing, taking my place, Tucker. <laughs> and everybody Tucker. just goes, everybody just goes, what? <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> the entire <laughs> the entire CWC just lets out a giant, huh? <laughs> what? What would his booking be like? Like, and also, no. <laughs> how what? How would you? How would you describe a a Tucker GM character? I think is he a heel? Is he um a face? Oh. No, I think he'd just be a complete pushover. Oh, no. I think he'd make good booking decisions and, like, he'd be like, you're facing you. But I think, like, it, it, everybody would just push push him over. Like, Would you like, do a, a character where he's, like, kind of, like, a, a, a little bit, like, fish out of water, a little, a little bit, like, I'm, this job yeah. is a bit, the pants are a bit too big, you know? I'm he's like, oh, guy. God. He's the guy who in the company comes in and he's like, I have no experience doing my job, but I'm here to 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 elevate all of you and make and, and make you the best that you can be. And and all of like it's it's like at that job where they bring in someone who has no experience whatsoever, but because he had a good resume, like they hired him, but then all the people that are at the job and have been at the job for like five years, I'll go, why didn't you just promote yeah. one of us? <laughs> like that sort of thing. I was a general manager at a shoe store, which makes me immediately qualified to be your supervisor at this factory. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Um, okay. I think, I think it would just be funny. It'd be more, it's more for me just like, to have a laugh that it's that, that serious. Okay. 
Well, my wildcard pick is uh, in a similar vein. However, I think this person could do a very good job um, depending on their state of mind. Uh, but their character was very, very much beloved in the internet wrestling community during their time in NXT. And that person is one of the best NXT champions of all time. Bo Dallas, baby. <laughs> it's so it's it's you've mentioned this before we started because you said, oh, we should do wild card picks. I'm 100 percent picking Bo Dallas. It's so interesting because like I wasn't watching NXT during that time, um, mm. like the early days of NXT. And so I had to go back and like when I started rewatching wrestling like four or five years ago. I was then like, oh, what's this whole like I had people talking to me like, oh, like you need to check out NXT because this is where like uh, Seth comes from and where like uh, Balor comes from. Like that's Ed Brian and like that's where and all Kevin these Owens and KO and, and Sammy. Sammy and Nakamura yeah. and like and uh, and, and that's Neville, where Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre. When I started watching that, when I started watching wrestling again um i think it was just at the moment that drew was nxt champion and adam cole had just came into nxt so i missed all that that prior history and so So, oh learning about bo dallas learning about bo dallas is like this total underdog like it's it's it yeah he was he was it's put on some exemplary matches and had pretty good storyline too yes and his character was so good being like a a heel that thinks he's a face like deluded heel like this man who like believe he believes that he (laughs) is the good guy this is so funny for it would be so good for a gm and it would be such a surprising pick because everybody knows that he uh, has been released. Um, and it's like to for him to return to NXT in all of its glory and him to like run around and be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> would be so great. Like thinking he's doing such a good job when he's making just horrible bookings, like making horrible decisions. I think he would he would like have these really amazing, like maybe uh, backstage promos with talent after they lose where he's like, don't worry, I'll give you another chance. You just got to keep your head up and believe. And it's <laughs> just, just like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's, and he like is trying to build up all of these people um, who are sort of down on their luck, but, then they would maybe end up getting angry and and just start like you know fucking shit up we could maybe see like a a rehash of like a retribution style um faction in nxt from people who are just sick of the overwhelming positivity that (laughs) bo dallas has and it would just be very very funny to just see him kind of try to navigate through the duties of being a gm and and thinking he's ex- doing exemplary work, similar to how you're talking about how Tucker would be like a person who is like overconfident, being like, "I know what I'm doing. I think I'm the manager." That's like exactly what like Bo would do, and it fits in the character because he would be doing just heelish bookings and terrible, terrible things and helping the worst people. Like I think he would be easily swayed by like the way and Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be like, "Okay, sounds great, Johnny." <laughs> Okay, that'd be let's really do funny. it. That'd be really funny. And and I and I think yeah, it would it would obviously get old pretty fast. But like for a short amount of time, having NXT GM Bo Dallas would be just fantastic. It'd be hell on earth for the superstars, especially the legitimate ones. But oh my goodness, would it ever be funny? <laughs> and and like and you could do a callback to his like his uh big like getaway where he gets like um chased around the performance center and he's banned it's like on the final like day he's the general manager he's like they'll walk me out of my office 
Let me in. <laughs> Let me in. And he's like running around and and the security NXT security is trying to apprehend him and get him off the premises of full sale. And he's just like running around in his suit, like ah! he's breaks out of his handcuffs. Ah! You're not the- <laughs> and tri- triple H triple H and Shawn Michaels are just like, Bo, you're not the general manager anymore. And yeah. He's just trying you to get back into the building. <laughs> you can't take it away from me. Hunter, Hunter, oh, you can Hunter! have a really, you can have a really good like fan service moment for like kind of the old, more old school like wrestling fans where he like tries to dress up as a woman and it's the Bobby Heenan oh, bit. No. It's the Bobby Heenan bit where he's like my son, my grandson's in there, and Hunter just yeah, takes yeah, off the yeah, wig yeah, and goes yeah. and goes like, "Bo, this didn't work for Bobby Heenan, and it's not working for you." <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's just like this very uh, outdated and like tasteless bit of him. Uh, yeah, very obviously just wearing women's clothes and being like, let me in. My son is a trainee. <laughs> and <Yeah>. Just like <laughs> and then getting chased around again. Oh, oh that'd be funny. <laughs> it's oh all for that you, bit and not yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like the idea of like the like like what you said, like the uh, super confident like he thinks he's doing all the right things but really he's doing all the wrong things like that's yeah. pretty cool that's pretty funny and it'd be it'd be really funny for like him let's say like um swerve and like hit row are like feuding with i don't know like uh bronson reed and it's like bronson's like i want a one-on-one match with swerve for the north american championship or something and and then Swerve's like, I'm not going to accept the match unless I have backup. And then Bo Dallas's music hits. And he's like, okay, it's Hit Row versus Bronson Reed. All, all of Hit Row against one person. That's what you wanted, right? Yeah. <laughs> because his, his new catchphrase is, that's what you wanted, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you wanted, right? That's so and Bronson funny. Reed is just like, what the fuck? What the yeah. hell? And, it's, and it's just, just like, yeah. yeah, okay, we'll take it. It's it's just and then the entire like CWC is just like boo, and he's like, what? What? Boo. He's like, that's what that's what you wanted, right? That's and then you just hear Vic Joseph being uh, like, yeah. And, and, All right, official word from General Manager Bo Dallas: We have a handicap match for the for the North American yeah. Championship. And, and, it's, oh, and it's just like, oh, and we. We also want to be in a steel cage. Okay. Get the steel cage. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, guys. Oh, don't worry. It'll be fine. Okay. Okay. That's what you wanted. Imagine him. Imagine him booking a war, imagine him booking a war games match. It's like these he like books like two legitimate factions to face each other. And then he's like, well, uh, how about also um uh Ever rise. <laughs> Is that what those guys are called? Uh, yes. The, the Canadian guys. Older oh, Canadian. And, um, um, I feel bad because I don't <laughs> like them. I really don't like them. <laughs> I feel bad now. I just hate their stick. <laughs> I hate uh, their gimmick. Uh, ever, ever rise and uh, somebody else. Pete Dunn. It's like, <laughs> oh, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> You're gonna compete, Danny Birch. You're gonna compete in a war games match. <laughs> just the, just the like war just, games. Also, all of his, all everything he says ends in a question mark because he's not too sure if he's making the right choice. So he's like, hey, "You're gonna compete in a yeah. war games match." <laughs> war games? Yeah. It's oh like my god, Christ, that'd like, be so yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I love it so much. Oh, geez. Well, there you yeah. go. There's so, our somewhat legitimate bookings of a new NXT general manager and also some crazy fantasy ones that probably most definitely will not happen, but would be hilarious to see. Uh, let us know mm-hmm. online. Um, who do you think is going to be the NXT general manager? Um, we might find out. The day that this episode comes out, because this uh, the episodes come out on Tuesdays every other week, 
And uh, this week, mm-hmm. you know, we might find out literally tonight if you're listening listening to this on the day of the upload. Um, yeah, let us know who you think would be a good NXT general manager. Um, or your craziest fantasy booking. <laughs> um, as always, to close out the episodes, we have our question of the week and our match recommendation. Uh, if you want to submit your own questions to us to answer here on the podcast, you can, of course, tweet at us uh, either individually or at the Book Events Twitter. Uh, and you can also submit them on our website, unknownerfilms.com slash bookitvents and check all of the match recommendations that we suggest every episode uh, listed there and links to watch them. This week, Anthony, um, a little stumped on a question, but then you came up with a good one, uh, mm. which which is just which is fun related to what we're talking about about general managers. Uh, the question this week is which non wrestling personality would you want to be the general manager of Raw or SmackDown for a week? Yeah, I mean, I have my answer picked out. I know, you, just because it, it, of my bias, my bias with this uh, this celebrity, this personality. But I want to hear what you have in your mind. If you, you mentioned it, and I'm jealous because I would say the exact same thing. But I'm going to give a different one because I because we, for a little bit of variety, I would say, hmm, yes, we mentioned it like forever ago. Now that I'm thinking about it. I forget what it was. I forget what the question was. Uh, it might have just been what celebrity would you want to see like make an appearance in wrestling? Yeah. It might have been. Uh, and I think in that episode I said uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as like a general manager. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, would be would hilarious. Be but I think another great person would be uh, who's like oh, I'll just go for like a really dumb one. I'll say Betty White. That would be so funny, like a grandma. <laughs> like, like she comes like, <laughs> Betty White comes in and she's like the sweetest person. No one wants to be mean to mean to her, but she oh ends up God. like she ends up like like booking like crazy matches. That'd be really funny. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Betty White. Okay. Okay. This is oh God, that's so funny. Um, okay, this is mine. I think that WWE Raw should take a one-way ticket to Flavortown for one week. Guy Fieri comes in, takes over as the manager of Raw. And you you can have so many fun gimmick matches with the shows that um, belong to the Guy Fieri uh, family. You could have like a hot rod on a pole match. Uh, You could have... Um, a grocery store match in the guy's okay. grocery games. Okay, I'm all um, for that. Set. <laughs> I'm 100 percent for that. To, to replicate, <laughs> to replicate the famous Booker T and Stone Cold segment. You could um, have. A, you can you have. have a, you could have a triple D match or something where they fight in like a diner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a triple D match. Oh man, <laughs> oh, so uh, ridiculous. Dives, Dives, uh, the dominators, and uh, trying to think of wrestling headbutt. I don't know. <laughs> Start with the D. Well, it'd be like D- <laughs> DDT, diamond cutter, diamond DDT, cutter. diamond cutter, and <laughs> and diving headbutt. Drop toe hold. The, match, the triple D. <laughs> oh, drop kick. Of course. Oh, drop kick. Duh. <laughs> um, Okay, yeah. It would Drop just be DDT and diamond cutters only. It would be so <laughs> it would just be such an interesting personality because I'm sure like there'd be some people that like would terrify him, but then it's also like, oh my god, mm. imagine a conversation between Guy Fieri and fucking Matt Riddle. That would just be so you funny. Can't. You can't script these things. No, that would yeah. be so funny. And they're, maybe they're just eating. They're just eating like ribs or he's like, he, just like <laughs> he, he wants Matt Riddle to talk about the barbecue sauce. <laughs> or and he goes on garlic. this 
he goes on this like long tangent about like how the barbecue sauce he had as a kid. I would I would yeah. just imagine that it would be a conversation where like he's like, so I was just wondering, I was looking at a map the other day and I couldn't find Flavortown anywhere on it. And I was just, yeah. just making me wonder. <laughs> and then, bro, like, uh, is there uh, can you tell me the map? direction to go uh because i've been trying to find this place bro uh this <laughs> flavor town bro um, so love just it. so dumb i love and it there could be a cooking competition in the Ooh. ring there could be a barbecue sauce match um <laughs> well we we won't put women in it because we are past that but we could put two huge men in a barbecue sauce match. <laughs> Just imagine, um, imagine someone getting, you know, when uh, they used to like, uh, there was a, like the big trend in like WWE for a few years was like getting stuff dumped on you from overhead. And so then you just do that with like bar with like barbecue yes. sauce, donkey sauce. Is that what it's donkey called? I don't remember. Don donkey sauce. <laughs> Dumping the donkey sauce on his head. So that'd okay, be well, really that'd be really ridiculous. That's that's Guy Fieri, uh, general manager, and uh, I know a lot of people would enjoy it, especially friend uh, of the podcast uh and and friend of mine Corey birch who is a big uh big uh guy fieri fan he's also a big shrek fan i was just about to say i was just about to say we can't make shrek the gm well no that's what i was about to say i was say if we were gonna ask if we were gonna ask Corey birch who he would want as general manager of raw for a week he'd say shrek <laughs> yeah but um Beautiful. there we go let us know uh, who you would want to see as a non-wrestling personality come in and manage Monday Night Raw for a week. Uh, mm. Leah, let us know your ridiculous answers to that. And to close out of the episode, match recommendation. Match that we here at Book Events want you to go watch. And this week, it's Anthony's turn to suggest something. So, Anthony, what match... Should everybody go and check out? Okay, so I wanted to find a match that I could at least sort of remember that featured Mr. Regal. Um, and there's not a ton of ones that I could remember, but something that I really did enjoy watching um, in the early 2000s was William Regal and Tajiri feuding and eventually tagging together. So I would like everybody to watch WWE backlash 2005, the tag team turmoil match for the world tag team titles. And, uh, that features the Jerry William Regal, Antonio and Romeo Maven and Simon Dean oh, yeah. and Rob Conway and Sylvain Grenier. Great. Just a lot of, a, a lot of B list people. But then, it's a got, fest. but then you have uh, uh, Regal and Tajiri, and they're a great tag team. I love love them as a tag team. Back in the day, they were so good. Or a little side, like also go check out when Regal became King of the Ring. Oh yes, also very good, very very good. It was it was kind of like more that mid late two thousand sort of deal where like mm. all right okay, but like. Uh, he was a great king of the ring because like it fit his personality and character so well. So also go check that out. Mm -hmm. But you can find the link to that match uh, on on our website. So yeah, I uh, couldn't think of a tangent after that. Uh, <laughs> that's been our episode. Uh, again, please let us know who, what you think or who do you think is going to be NXT GM. Very mm. exciting times in wrestling. Yes. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Book It, Vince. As always, you can follow everything that we do here at Unknown Error by following us online by just searching for at UE underscore films. You can follow myself on Instagram and Twitter at Barton underscore Menet. You can follow Mr. Anthony Hall. At Hall and Jokes on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter 
at Book It Vince Pod. We're guaranteed not, you. But not if you're a wrestling journalist. I was just about like to, you. I was just about to make a joke. I was going to say guaranteed no wrestling journalism coming from our our Twitter account. Yeah, we we do zero uh, percent wrestling journalism, and we do one hundred percent jokes and uh, random memes and uh, live tweeting of fun wrestling events. Exactly. So. Thank you so much for listening and or watching this episode. Take it easy out there. Stay safe and go watch some wrestling. Too sweet. War games. Watch for that donkey sauce. War games. Donkey, donkey. sauce. <laughs> donkey, donkey sauce. War games. <laughs> <laughs>